0: What in the world would cause someone who runs an evangelistic association to run for governor? Well, we're going to talk about that in the overtime segment, but in the main portion, we're going to talk to the man who decided to do that, Scott Dawson. We have an incredible culture here in the state of Alabama, but our politics and public policy don't reflect the people of Alabama. Media drives culture. Culture is what drives politics and public policy. Welcome, everyone, to 1819 News, the podcast. I'm Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News and host of this here podcast, where we are pursuing a free and flourishing Alabama every single week. Got a great episode today. We've got another Dawson coming in um, with a little bit more renown and and name ID, but I'm writing that name ID, Scott Dawson. Uh, the Scott Dawson evangel, Evangelical or Evangelistic?
1: <laughs> yeah, you had it.
0: It was Evangelistic. Evangelistic yeah. Association. But we've we been called yeah. everything.
1: Ecumenical, yeah. Evangelical, <laughs> whatever.
0: There you go. So Scott Dawson Evangelistic Association, there you go. a ministry dedicated to evangelizing. Yep. Uh, and we will get into that. And so, Scott, an interesting thing, um, kind of uh, ways that our paths crossed that you may not even remember um when you were running running for governor uh, everyone would be like hey Brian are you related to Scott Dawson i said well if he wins i'm his long lost nephew <laughs> yeah. so there's that um, but Rick and Bubba did a, uh, an event in Pelham for you. And there was a tornado that day. Yes. And so like this event that would have been slam packed, mm. my wife and I came to the event and there was not slam packed, but there's still a good number of people, especially for there being a tornado. Sure. We had Mike Huckabee. Yes. If you remember. Yeah, no, yeah. I do. And, uh, it was, it was, it was a good event and I met you at that event and you introduced me, um, to Hannah Ford who yep. was running the thing mm. and then Hannah ended up in, in, uh, uh, introducing me to her father, and her father ended up being a huge figure in in, in mm. my life and helping me figure out how to be a husband and a father and all kinds of other things. And so, weird the way that God knits things together. Um, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, Hannah was. Um, in fact, my daughter is now a press secretary up in D.C. And she tells everyone she learned more from Hannah than any other class she'd ever taken because Hannah was such a good. Um straightforward, getting to the bottom line, but always um always being fair. Yeah. And so uh, man, we miss Hannah as a family.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like she would work at 1819
1: News. Yeah, or or with SDEA. Yeah. So yeah. we would have to fight.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, Scott, before we jump into the content though, I'm gonna do my quick spiel that sure. my audience is probably immune to at this point. So maybe I need to change it up. So they actually do it though, What I'm new, asking them to new do. watchers, new viewers, That's right. new listeners. There it is. This is for you, new people. No, but if you're whatever, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, be it Apple podcast, Spotify, rumble, it won't be YouTube because we got kicked off of YouTube back before it was cool getting kicked off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now blaze is doing it. We did it before that. Um, so whatever, whatever platform you're on, um, subscribe, like, whatever that option is so that you're getting notifications and some of them even have a bell that you click to make sure that you're getting notifications when we publish new content. Please do that so you you don't miss out on anything. But more than that, if there's an opportunity or a place there to leave a review, leave a five star review letting everyone know how much you love the podcast because we know that you do do that. that helps get our message out there farther. Uh, and then also share it on social media uh, if you're on the Twitter or the X or whatever it's being called these days, uh, Facebook, wherever you are, share it, help us get our message out there. We continue to grow pretty much every single podcast. Once we got into the holidays, it kind of messed up our, our growth, but we were like, every podcast was beating the last podcast, beating the last podcast. And then we went into the holidays and it was grrr. so, but please help us build that momentum up here in 2024, uh, by doing that. And then also please, um, if you like the work that we're doing at 1819 news, um Become a member. That's the the easiest way. People say, "Man, how we love what you guys are doing. We love the investigative reporting you're doing, the exposing, the, the even the stories that are talking about how great Alabama is. Um, what what can we do to to support you? Well, if you go to the website eighteen nineteen newscom there's a button that says "Become a member." Click there. Uh, five dollars a month uh, membership start as little as five dollars a month. With that, you get merch. Uh, access to special behind the scenes content like we're going to be doing with Scott when we talk about his run for governor and why on earth would he (laughs) run for governor and what was that like Um, and so you'll have access to that so please do that but more than merch and access um, you're supporting citizen supported Hmm. journalism that's the only way it works. We know when these big corporations are sponsoring journalism, there's no journalism. When we know that George Soros is sponsoring journalism, there's no journalism. And so it has to be supported by citizens. And so we need you guys to go become a member. Please do that today. All right. There's my spiel. Good job. I changed job. it up. I just, I, I, you know, I kind of etched and sketched it and just started over. It's a new year.
1: New year, new you. That's right. Yeah, that's I like right.
0: that. Make it make the Brian Dawson makeover. <laughs> Here it is. All right. So, um, yeah. So Scott Dawson of the Scott Dawson Evangelistic Association. I've got it. I will have it by the end of the show. I promise. Um, I think that's, it's pretty well built in to the name. Mm. It's pretty simple, right? Like what do we do? Yeah. It is the news. Um, but, but I'm intrigued because you, you've built quite a ministry. Um, and it's, it's known really all probably all over the country, but for sure, uh, all over the Southeast. Um, everyone that talks about it talks about how amazing it is. But before I have found, um, in doing the podcast, people that go on to do amazing things, um, I always love to hear their story, where they were born, yeah. tell them about their parents, where did you grow up? Um, and then tie that into how, you know, how that got you into doing what you're doing when you got saved. If you got a testimony, sure. whatever that is, let's start there.
1: Yeah. I hope I have a testimony, yeah. anyway, uh, yeah. you know, right. I 18, 19, uh, I, I love Alabama. Born and bred here. I mean, I, I was um, uh, born over in um, uh, Inslee, over the west side of Birmingham, and had great uh, upbringing. My dad uh, was a truck driver for uh, Mason Dixon Lines. Uh, had his had his career going for 28 years. Two years from retirement, and they shut down, and he lost. You know, you lost. He lost everything. So, I it's one of my great stories of faith of seeing it through the eyes of my father, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just seeing how he never gave up. Um, you know, failure's not final. And so every day he got up, tried to find work, did it, did the best of his ability. Um, my mom, daycare worker, uh, loves kids. And I just, I remember that they were working. So I was latchkey before latchkey was actually cool too. Yeah. So, um, I received Christ as a child and Nikki Cruz crusade. I think that's uh, you can actually tell a lot about a follower of Christ and they're bent towards evangelism or what yeah. they really get involved with by how they came to know Christ. And mm. so I think mine was at the old state fair park, um, uh, not the arena because that was there later at the um, uh, Sportsplex but back when it was BIR days Birmingham International Raceway they, mm. were, they had a huge tent out there Nikki Cruz
0: came and uh, real quick so is Nikki Cruz the cross in the switchblade? He is. So I moved here from Colorado Springs yeah. and I feel like he lived right off of Rock Ribbon in Colorado Springs I could be wrong on that but
1: I think uh, you know he was traveling around at those days David Wilkerson you know yeah, the guy who led also him to cross from race. Colorado yep, uh, yep. so He was at Times Square in uh, New York City. That's when Nikki was a gang member in New York City and received Christ and went all over the world. And so that's how I came to know Christ. Uh, I I tell everyone uh, I believe in childhood conversions because I am one. Um, so I was a, just a small kid, but I, I knew by the definition of sin, I don't remember anything that Nikki Cruz said. And that's, I think that helps me when I'm preaching because yeah. a lot of people, they don't remember even the name of the guy who was preaching, Yeah, but it was the counselor and the counselor gave me a definition, definition of sin. Sin is either doing something you should not do or not doing something you should do mm-hmm. And the light went on. I mean, all of a sudden, I realized that's the reason Jesus had to die. There had to be a payment for sin. It wasn't that I was on death row. I wasn't smoking Crayolas in kindergarten, but I knew I was a sinner. I knew right. I had done something wrong, and I needed a Savior. And, um, man, I went on living life, and then in my teenage years at Inslee High School, I got passionate about sharing my faith. Uh, a couple of guys from our school received Christ, and... Um, uh, I didn't lead them to Christ. I, I'm, I'm very upfront about that. I wish I had, but I was one of those church brats. Uh, mm-hmm. I was living life in a church, loving the Lord, but when I went to high school, I was silent. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. I was a hypocrite. I mean, you know, it still am to this day to a certain degree, but back then it became so crystal clear to me that there had to be consistency in my life. And through that, we started a Christian club Um uh, at Inslee. And that developed into uh, me going around doing youth Sundays and sweetheart banquets and lock-ins, the dreaded lock-ins. Mm. And um, so that's how I started speaking. Never once said I wanted to be an evangelist. It was just my passion about sharing my faith that led into this. Mm. And so um, we started doing youth Sundays. And then that's when we turned the corner, Brian. We, started, we wanted to do a retreat Now, nowadays, you've got a lot of retreats going on, but back then, you didn't have a lot of retreats. So a couple of youth pastors, I just started at Sanford University, and uh, I wanted to do a youth retreat, and they were like, oh yeah, let's do the youth retreat. And I didn't want all the money coming into my personal bank account, and the only person we'd ever heard of as an evangelist was Billy Graham, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. So true story, my dad from Inslee, Alabama called Minneapolis, Minnesota to ask how to start an evangelistic association. And as God would have it, He spoke to Joel Arsvold, who was basically third in command of BGA at that day, with the largest evangelistic association in the world. And they helped my dad form SDEA and build the foundation, get the board started, get the, um, the the administration straight. And so we were able to build on the shoulders of those who came before us, and we started the retreat. Uh, the first conference, we thought we were going to have a thousand because everybody told me they were coming. You know, are you going? Oh yeah, I'm going. Yeah. We had 89 show up. It was a financial disaster. That's mm. the reason we make people pay before they come. Now, yeah. anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but God showed up, and when God showed up, it wasn't some out of control chaos. It was just a, a just a a heaviness of God's holiness in that room on these students, on these 89 students, and I went. Wow, it doesn't really have to be big. It just has to be effective. Mm. And so 89 turned into 370 and long uh, road ahead now in 2024. Um, we're going to have over... Probably over seventeen thousand students come to our conference uh, in December and January. Is that the one in Gatlinburg? That's the one in Pigeon Forge. Pigeon it's a Forge. LeConte right. event Center. No, no, yeah. they're, they're sister cities. Yeah, but uh, Gatlinburg is filled with uh, tattoo shops and. I don't know. It's just
0: like Orange Beach and Gulf Shores. You yeah. know, you know, to, to everybody, it's like it's down there. Right, but you get down there. It's different. Yeah, it's different, you know, and then and they they take pride in those. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I love
1: yeah. Gatlin. We started a conference in Gatlinburg. was very, in fact we started the one we're doing in Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg and just
0: moved to Pigeon Forge. Both of them great cities. Okay. Well, good stuff. Um well man, you did a great job just right through there. Um, so talk about, you know, I, I know one of the the greatest uh, episodes we've done, um on this podcast is when Rick came in and shared his story Mm -hmm. of when he lost his son and he was actually preaching and teaching at one of those conferences. Um, and I didn't realize how big it was. And he was like, yeah, no, they put me in a van and I went from here to here to here to here. And I'm like, geez, that's a lot of, so, I mean, talk about that. Like what are some of the, the stories that, that obviously if you're working with that many people preaching the gospel, um, you know, conversion stories, but I think what to me is, I don't know if it would be sustaining stories or what it would be, but like, So, yeah, conversion, but then, like, life lived down the road. I mean, you've been doing this for long enough. I'm sure you have people reach out to you and thank you. And
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, now, you know, it started that— they would say, my children came to your conference. I really appreciate it. Then it turned to my parents came to your conference mm. and you really impacted them. And yeah. so uh, that just means I'm old. I've been around a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, with, we have recreated ourselves so many different times. What stays the same is the message of the yeah. gospel. I mean, so many times you get into a rut and you think this is the only way to do it and be careful of that. There's, there's mm. one message that will change, but the methods uh, will, will always change. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. When we had Rick, we were in six different um, sessions in three different theaters all across Pigeon Forge because everyone built these theaters that would seat fifteen hundred a piece. So we would a speaker would come in, you would speak. There would be a van waiting for you right outside the door. You'd jump in the van. They'd already be in worship in the second session. You'd do that, and that would that would repeat itself six times in one night. So it was exhausting for a speaker, but exhilarating for a speaker. I mean, that's what you want. You don't want any dead time. Get me up there, get a Bible in my hand and go for it. Uh, Then we started moving into having a big night we called it the Big Night, and people would get three hours early, and they'd bust down. You know, as soon as the doors were open, we would lose middle schoolers in the massive crowd rushing in to get their seats because uh, we had a we had a a big arena. Now we are in a convention center. And we have, just like Ticketmaster, you can go in and reserve your seats. And youth pastors love it because they don't have to waste two hours of their free time to go stand in line. Yeah. They get to come in and, and be a part of it. And so as all of this has developed, so many different things have um, ha- have evolved. Um, you know, you talk about the governor's run. I can't wait to discuss that in the OT segment. Yeah. Um, we'll We'll have a great time with that. But it was you have to give credit where credit is due. Um, after the governor's run, I, I mean, my pastor Danny Wood at that time said, one of three things are going to happen. You're either going to win, you're going to lose and go do something else, or you're going to lose and come back and SDA is going to go to a higher level of influence." Yeah. Uh, we thought we were doing you know really well. We were doing the best we knew what to do. But when we came back from the governor's run, I was with. Um, uh, Chris Hodges at Church of the Highlands, and Chris had uh, gone through a teaching session of the prayer of Jabez, and for some reason I'd stayed away from the prayer of Jabez until he walked through that about the. And I pray this for my family. I pray this for my for the ministry I lead, and for my friends, uh, for the four parts of it that that God would provide. Now that's the one that every, everybody wants to stay away from. You know, is this uh, one of these uh, you know
0: wealth and yeah. I think what's happened, and I don't want me to cut you off, but I guess it's my job to cut you off sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Is is that we mix? It's pros- your show. Yeah, you can do anything I, you do do. want to um, do. I won't, uh, I I think we mixed up prosperity with provision. Yep. And so health, wealth, prosperity, and sometimes provision can even be abundant provision, but it's not this guaranteed sow a seed prosperity. But if you're faithful. God says he's going to provide for you. And and I think, but anyway. Yeah, that, well,
1: that's exactly what Chris explained so eloquently is that it may be you need encouragement. Yeah. You, you may need wisdom. Now, you may need financial blessings, but whatever it is, you got to say, God, You know, and and being one of those that grew up inside church where, you know, God just meet my need and that's going to be all I ask for and, you know, give us our daily bread. I understand that. But if you read scripture, he's going to provide for the birds of the field, everything that they need. But being his child, his son, um, he doesn't want to spoil you but he does want to make sure you're taken care of. So when I started praying, Lord, just provide whatever we need in abundance so that we can be a blessing to others, so that you're not hoarding it, you're not holding it, but you're being used to advance the kingdom. So provision, platform. Lord, just continue to increase our influence, our our impact everywhere that we can go, Uh, and then your protection over us. My goodness, think about that—that that He fights our battles for us. There, there comes a time when every leader realizes I'm not smart enough. I, I don't have it inside of me that I'm—I've got to submit myself to the authority of someone that's that's better than I am, and that's what we've done to the call of Christ in our lives. Lord, fight my battles for me. Go before me. You're behind me. Just I, I want your your protection over me and my family, the ministry. Uh, and then the, the fourth thing is let me to walk in in your presence now I mean that, I think that's the kicker it, since 2019, I I can I can honestly say the intimacy with my father, with with understanding my the joy of my salvation, walking in the light of my salvation. So, brief story. Let me give you two of these things. I lost the governor's race Um, that fall. I I hear this. I start praying it, and I was like, Lord, I know it's not a it's not a um, a gimmick. It's just this is my attitude. This is just what I want to. And and it's amazing when you take a moment and look back to see your. Journey, because in 2019 we had to release our a artist. I started praying it in October, first week of November. We we have to release our artist because of a, a scandal, and I'm like, well, this is not working too. But I'm going to keep praying it, keep praying it. Well, long story short. Um, you know, um, Kanye West and the Sunday service was the hottest thing happening out there. Kanye actually calls me, uh, a kid from Inslee. I'm sitting in my living room and the phone rings. It's Kanye. And and I'd, I'd networked to him by a friend, by a seminary friend of his pastor. And he was like, Told him my story. I said, I'm not trying to exploit you. You've got enough people trying to do that. We're just in a situation. We need a concert. I've tried everyone. I've been turned down. I felt like a seventh grader with acne trying to get a date to the senior prom. (laughs) I mean, I got turned down by everybody. And Kanye was like, well, that's the reason I'm calling you. We're coming. They chartered a 747 from Los Angeles, brought 160 voice choir. The producer was the producer of the Super Bowl halftime show that was their producer this uh this uh segment for us we had over thirty thousand flowers on the set so they could create the environmental design they wanted and everybody was like man i, I you know i can't believe you got kanye i was like no, no kanye actually called us and told us he was coming and i know the story's changed now but i i will say and I, i'll go on record with this that if if at that moment when i spoke with kanye and i was talking with kanye and i had conversations with kanye at that moment being in right mind he was as much about as jesus as you and i are
0: i mean he i have no doubt and so i'm not one of those kanye bashing people i think god has given him a level of brilliance that's beyond anything that we can comprehend a gift with his his artist whether it's be production clothing he's he's just his brain operates on a different wavelength and sometimes he's puts his foot in his mouth, which I've I have plenty of friends that do that as well. Uh. Um, but man, I remember listening to um I think Jesus is King was his first album that came out. I was I was going to a a retreat up in North Carolina and I put that song on and I remember like having tears in my eyes listening to this because when I was running the streets, selling drugs, doing all that stuff, I was listening to Kanye. Uh. I get saved, change my life, have a beautiful wife, have children turn on Kanye and he's singing about his experience. He's rapping about his experience of coming to know the same Christ who saved me in prison. And it was in, and, and, I have a pretty good authenticity meter. I can smell BS a mile away. Uh, and, and, and I think it was genuine. And then he he's, I don't know what God's going to do with it or where he's gone or what's going to happen. I have no idea, but, but I, I feel like we're going to see him kind of come back to the fold because he got set on fire and exploded and I think he's gonna come back to a little bit more grounding. I hope.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know anything that's going. On. I do know back then he stopped taking some uh, medication that he was on that yeah. I felt like was really helping him. Yeah. And there's a, such a stigma in church. Yeah. You know, I tell everyone if you have high blood pressure, they have medication to to help your heart. Yeah. If if there's some things going on in your brain and there's some medication to help you with your, I, I just go don't have a stigma. Yeah it's okay it's all yeah. right it's 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 okay Anyway, so let me go ahead and real quick, though. We have Kanye. Yeah. Um, registrations explode. We have to do a second Sunday service for just Kanye. Well, then you had COVID hit 2020. And I'm like, man, my goodness, I'm praying this prayer. What's going on? Uh, we canceled 51 events, but but people still financially supported us. The church was strong uh, during that time to help ministries. And then you had this PPP. And we don't take government funding but i do believe we were we were intentional we were harmed by the government shutting us down yeah. so at that time with ppp the only way we 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 kind of um qualified for it was based on the registrations that we had kanye Uh, that spiked it in the final quarter of 2019 compared to 2020. Then after that, Vegas opens up. We do the second live event in Vegas because of COVID shutting down. And we thought we were going to have 2,500 people there. We had 13,000 people in Vegas with Uh decisions out of control. Then we get an informational uh, seminar that we're going to be able to do the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, based on what we were doing in Vegas. And then all of a sudden now, uh, we this year, we have a building that's donated to us. Uh, that's yeah. a 200,000 square feet facility, so we can start our trade school for youth pastors. And then at 10 days in, we're in the building 10 days, Brian, and an EF1 tornado comes through the building and doesn't touch anything we've renovated. The only thing that it destroys are the things that are going to be renovated that probably we're going to be able to have some help with. With Thank God for insurance. So yeah. uh, it's just one of those things where you go back and go, I, I, as I take a breath and look back on it, I'm just asking people, just don't get so fast in this world that you don't see the goodness of God. Mm. Because if not, you can take every, you can take a snapshot in the middle of a full-length movie and get such a wrong perspective. God's doing a full-length movie in your life, and there's Mm going to be some rocky roads, but take a moment, take a breath, and see the goodness of God.
0: That's good. Yeah, and people think that, you know, evangelism, conversion, okay, everything, I've got, you know, I'm converted now. Everything's going to be. No, 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 no. You're just now getting on the Bronco, buddy. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Though a righteous man may go through many trials, yet the Lord
0: shall deliver him through all. And we're supposed to smile during it, too, and be joyful, right? Mm, Yeah. Count it all to joy, brothers, (laughs) when you fall into various trials.
1: Joy is on the inside. Happiness is outside. Right. So many people want to have happiness. And I go, no, the Christian life is not very happy. The Christian life is joyful.
0: Yep. Remember that one. Yeah. Oh man. So many places I want to go on that. I think, you know, and then I think one of the other things in that is like, it doesn't say if it says, when Uh it says count on all joy brothers, when you fall into various trials, because it's going to happen. You know, we obviously went through a pretty crazy time here a couple months ago because of a story we did that, and you know, we were front page news on the, you know, Washington uh, post, (laughs) New York times Fox. I mean, everything. And, um, you know, there's been like 15 or 16 or 17 or 18. I lost count hit pieces written about me personally, my past. And it's all lies and fabrication. And I remember that scripture when it, when it, and again, I'm forgetting the word for word. But again, it's one of those when things is, is, you know, they're going to lie and slander against you. Look at what they've done to me. How much more if you're following me and I wish my brain is just losing the scripture that I'm looking for, but um, it's literally like, they're going to lie about you. Right, and it's like, well, when you're following God and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and then those things happen, you can't be surprised. He literally says, "When this happens, not if this happens, but when this happens," and you have to say, "You know, I'm not a martyr. I'm not, you know, uh, William Tyndale or something like that." But (laughs) um, you know, we we if we're Christians and we understand our calling, it isn't a a smooth ride, but we're along for the ride and we're filled with joy because we know. I think Tim Tebow, one of his famous sayings is. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Right. I think that's very good. Yeah.
1: And I think one of the hardest things being in the public eye, uh, being a leader in ministry, if it's in politics, journalism, wherever it is, is when you're, mis- when you're misunderstood, your motives yeah. are misunderstood. Um, that, that has, uh, that's when it becomes, it's hard not for it to become personal in yeah. your life. And so my statement is my, my brain is going to be Velcro. Because it just sticks. I, as If you can get rid of it in your mind, uh, you're a much better man than I am because it just sticks with me. But the heart's got to be Teflon. Yep. Because if you let it get to your heart, that's the root of bitterness, and that's when a life is destroyed. And I've seen mm-hmm. that happen in a lot of leaders uh, they it, it gets from their head into their heart, and you can just see. Then all of a sudden, they become disillusioned. They become reckless, and they they revenge is uh, more important than restoration. Uh, you know, it's the Christian message is for us to be restorative, not yeah. revengeful. So yeah. when they come at you uh, just stand firm because you know, your motives, you know, you know, your mindset, don't let them come, come after you.
0: Yeah, no. And, um, it's been a weird thing. And and I think this is just the beginning of it. I think what God has called eighteen nineteen news to do again, this talk goes into why you ran for governor. You know, this is, there's some work that needs to be done. Um, and we're going to do it. And so people are going to come against us. And I feel like that, that particular scenario and situation with that blowback, was like a preparing, mm. right? And and I went from, you know, if someone said something mean about me on social media sometimes where I'd be like, you know, whatever. Now, you know, you've got the biggest news publications in the in the in the world yeah. <laughs> writing about you and you just read it and laugh. And it's like, okay, thank you for this gift, God, that is that is yeah. this thick skin that you're developing in me.
1: I remember uh Andy Andrews um his Become just such a great friend. He he gave me some advice. He said, Don't read anything that's out there about you because you're one of two two things. One, you're either so arrogant that you think you can stand against that, or two, you're so weak that you're getting your identity from what someone else says about you than what God's word says about you. Mm. And for Andy to have delivered that to me, uh, I've never forgotten it. I yeah. mean, it's it, so now I just breeze through I may read a few posts just to kind of see what's going on, but it's, it's like a drop in the bucket and move yeah. on. You got bigger things out there. Your identity comes from Christ and two, I'm not going to be susceptible to someone else's attacks. That's being held, that's being kidnapped at your own permission. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. No.
0: Anyway. No, this is all good. Good advice. So um, before we move on, what, are, what were those four Ps of the Jabez prayer again? Sure.
1: Provision. Uh, that could be anything that you really need out of abundance. Wisdom, yeah. encouragement, finances. I, I don't want to leave that out, but just anything yeah. that you need provided for you. Uh, your uh, The platform to always increase influence, impact could be other things. Uh, your protection. God, I need your protection to fight my battles for me and for your for me to walk into your presence. That's mm. what I, I I really stress about, is to walk into a daily intimate relationship with the living God. There's mm. nothing better than that.
0: That's good stuff. I wish it was Amen. mine. It's not. It was yeah. Chris
1: Hodges, and I give him all the credit because, yeah. Lord, you really used him at a critical time in my life.
0: Amen. No, and I mean, if you're going to do the, I don't know, the things that God calls you to, you have to continue going back to the fountain and be humble enough to know that you don't know everything. And, you know, you have someone like that speak to you and then it just, you know. And so I've been very blessed to have uh, some incredible men in my life from the time I was in prison to today that have been there helping me, helping me, helping me. And God has just put, put yeah. those people.
1: What a, tr- a tremendous story of grace. I mean, you just said that just not flippantly, but just casually. Like, yeah. I remember when I was in prison, not yeah. too many people can say something
0: like that. Yeah. now where the Lord's restored just so
1: man, praise the Lord. He's yeah. a, he's a good God.
0: He is. And I mean, that's it. There's, uh, no one, no one can tell me he's not real, and and no one can tell me he's not at work. You know, there's just there's no right, mm. <laughs> like yeah, this so, doesn't happen.
1: But what you guys are doing with the podcast, but uh, even this, the eighteen nineteen news, yeah. you better have a relationship with God because sometimes you're he's the only one you can go back to because yeah. everybody's coming after
0: you. Yeah, they're all your friends until they're not. That's it, one thing I've learned. Yes. So, well, good stuff. Um, what else? I mean, you know, you've got my audience. It's, um, it's not a huge one, but it's, it's definitely a, a growing, uh, it's not 17,000 maybe one day. Actually we've had, um, Rick, when Rick, uh, Burgess has been on, John Quirrell has been on John Hanna and some others. Yeah. We've actually hit some pretty massive numbers. And so what, what would you like to share with my audience before? Well,
1: one, you're setting me up to going, you're not going to hit it this week, Dawson. I get that. That's all right. Uh, (laughs) I get it. That's um, not I, what I meant. I was no, saying, hey, I, if you uh, do really good, yeah, you know, I you, may you, get the invited back. Who knows? Uh, no, I mean, it's just one of those things where now what we're doing is unite events, and this mm. is what I'm so excited about for the state of Alabama. I love Alabama. I mean, I'm from Alabama. I'll be in Alabama. I just you know, not politically, but culturally influential. That's what I want to be in Alabama. So we're doing, we've done Unite Vegas. We've done Unite San Antonio. We just finished up Unite Pensacola, Gulf Coast Arena. We went from Pensacola all the way down to um, 30A. Now we're doing Unite uh, Knoxville this next summer. After this next summer, we're going to put all of our emphasis to Unite Alabama. I've Mm. talked with political leaders, community leaders, religious leaders, and we have 67 counties in the state of Alabama. What would happen? Because part of the run for political office is that why is government our only option? It should be our last resort. We have so many good nonprofits, communities, churches that if we work together, we could solve our problems. And so we're dividing the state up. We're going into task force in each community to say, what is it that you need to unite your community, to make it better for a family, to make it better for a business, to make it better for um, a school, a church, a hospital. I mean, all these different issues that we're facing as a state. Uh, Let's get Montgomery to help us but let's not rely on Montgomery. Let's let the people come together. If we could do it in the state of Alabama, I think this could be the birthplace that could go across the nation. I mean, think about it. It is the birthplace of the Confederacy, but it's also the birthplace of the civil rights. Why not allow Alabama to be the birthplace of something that could shake our nation for good?
0: That's um, interesting how you just described what you did. Because again, you know, our focus was, we can't fix Washington, D.C. We can't fix it as a giant hole. We have to do it piece by piece. And so we created 1819 News to be statewide, state-focused news and multimedia company for Alabama. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, informing the people of Alabama about what's going on, why it matters, investigating corruption and and celebrating the things that are good, true and beautiful. Focusing on one state, win that state and then prove the model and then go state by state. So, I mean, it's very interesting that, um, I think, you know, Alabama could be a, a launching, um, you know, uh, for for a lot of really good things, and and why wouldn't it be? Sure,
1: I mean David Green, who started Hobby Lobby, he's been a friend for a quarter of a century. Uh, he's not, it's not about what he has; it's who he is. That's what makes him so special. Yeah, and I remember we were having lunch, and he said, "You can't take a nation until you take a, a region. You can't take a region until you take a state." And he said, "We realized we couldn't take a state until we could take a store into a community." And it bursts from there. And I, I that just kind of. For me, I switched it to Acts 1-8 where Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What we're trying to do as a ministry, and I speak this globally, is we're trying to go to the ends of the earth when Jesus said, invert that, start where you live. So that's been intentional for us for the last seven seven years now of start where you live, then spread it out, spread it out, and spread it out. And so if you take one city— and then you take one uh, one region before long, you've got the entire state. Yep. And that's what we're seeing. you got great people all over our our state. What, what I would love to see are Alabama ambassadors, mm-hmm. people that are pro-Alabama. Now, now I'm getting off the, the ministry thing. I'm Go getting ahead. into more of the political thing. Yeah. I'm going, we need the people like Barkley and uh, across the political spectrum, conservative, non-conservative, but everyone that loves Alabama to speak well. Uh, Barkley is an ambassador for our state. We need more people like that that are around. James Spann, ambassador for our state. I mean, I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I heard him doing the weather on the radio, and I was like, my goodness, he's everywhere. But if we could get Alabama ambassadors to speak well about this state, it is the best-kept secret in the nation, Alabama.
0: And, and to some degree, we want to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> just don't bring their politics. You Correct. Can, you know, come on, come all, but leave your politics. Um, well, well, I mean, unless you have good politics, yeah. um, No, I think you're, you're you're exactly right. We want to be an, an outpost for freedom, and and I completely agree with everything you just said. Yeah, um, good stuff. Well, that'll uh, wrap it up. Scott Dawson, thanks so much for your time.
1: Man, thanks for having me. It flew by, but I love talking about Jesus and I love talking about the state of Alabama.
0: Amen. There it is. Thank you. All right, guys, that'll wrap it up. Uh, As always, put your trust in God and keep your powder dry.